1: VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
2: As you practice each skill,
3: the muscle memory starts to develop.
1: Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m. Wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m. Grab seats for the game. Come on! craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheartradio's iheartcountry radio discover more shows and movies for free
4: infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
2: Remind right of the Dollar Shave Club six blade razor brings noticeably smooth shaves with six stainless steel blades, swift hair removal, lubricating strips that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club razor sold at dollarshaveclub.com or in stores. I have not informed you guys of the song I can't turn off. I will get to that later in the hour, al- along with our two lies one cup. Mark Medina is going to join us. We'll talk some NBA hoops as well. Let's get into tonight's game. The Celtics are, is it four or three and a half? What are we seeing as of now? I looked at Bet Rivers and I saw four this morning. Is it a three and a half right now? I'm getting some nods. Three and a half. Over-under is 210 and a half. Two, ten and a half. Uh, Let's go around the room here. Jason Stewart, Celtics minus three and a half or over-under two, ten and a half. and Is there a bet you like?
5: Um, I always like the Celtics coming off of a loss. I, I saw a stat the other day where their record coming off of losses in this postseason is tremendous. I think until last game, they were undefeated coming off of a loss. And they always cover until last game. So since they're at home tonight, maybe they lose by one point. Wow. Maybe they lose by
2: one point, but cover. How about that? Lose by one point and cover. I do like that. Um they lose by one point and they cover. Okay. What about you there, Dan Byer, what are you thinking? So J Oh sorry, he's recording something else. Let me go, John Ramos. What about you? What's he Oh Yeah am right bad. I'm sorry.
6: Gosh, John, well, put my I- mic on. Jeez. <laughs> I hit it and you were like Jaylen did. I it
7: sounded like an update to me, so I turned you off.
2: <laughs>
7: <laughs> what a <Sorry>. jerk.
6: <laughs> There's not even a game tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um uh, just to clarify, Celtics are favored, right? Because in, so Oh, you're, you're right. You're yeah, right.
2: so I, Jason's <laughs> ah, didn't that make sense. I, that, that was what didn't make any sense to me. Yes. Okay, so yeah, let, I
5: get, let me change my bet, guys. Let me okay. change my bet. Uh, the Should turn off Jason's mic instead of mine, John. Jeez. <laughs> yes, the Warriors are going to cover. It's going to be a one-point
6: game the Warriors will cover. There you go. I like Boston tonight to cover and then be completely gassed for Sunday's Game 7.
2: Wait, 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 wait. Well, I'm still confused by Jason. The well, Warriors, I mean, The I, Warriors lose by one and cover?
5: See, I was thinking that the Warriors were given the points tonight, but then Dan just corrected me. I think there's going to be a one-point game, which obviously means the Warriors will cover because they're getting three and a half, right? So a one-point game tonight, Celtics win, but the Warriors cover.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Um,
6: man. I bet you That's John's mic's going to be on for sure. We uh. know that. <laughs> that one won't be turned off. What okay, You so- said 210, right?
7: It was the over-under 210? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. The last two games have been under, by the way. that 194 and 198 were the last two games, total points. I'm thinking it's got to be, it's like rolling the, the roulette table. I think it's going to be over 210 tonight.
2: This is, Jay- this is Jason Tatum talking about how he thinks his team will respond tonight.
6: Uh, I think just how we respond. You know, it hasn't been easy. It, it's been extremely tough. You know, we've had some tough losses. You know, losing game five against Milwaukee,
4: you know, was, was extremely tough. Knowing that we had to win to go on the road, and, you know, losing game six against the Heat was extremely tough. But, you know, in those moments,
2: we just responded. I don't know exactly, you know, what it is, but, you know, I think just our will
6: to want to win. You know, just trying to figure
2: it out. I'll tell you my fear with the Celtics is this. They went for it in Game 5. Now, I know you have a couple days off, and what happens is we think that the days off now end up resting you and whatever you do to extend yourself in those games like they did in Game 5, you make it up with the two days off. The reality is that all the extended series they played – all the minutes they played in the season, that's all. That's all wearing down on you, and then you play extra minutes through three quarters. You don't come out of the game, and I, I think you're a little gassed. I think you're doubting yourself a little bit. Do I think they'll jump out to a big lead? Of course I do. Right, that's the NBA. But I, I'm, I'm actually with, uh, who is it? With Jason Stewart. I think we finally have a close game. I think close games favor the Golden State Warriors. I just think they they know what they want a lot more down the stretch than the Celtics, who just try and take what they can get. And I I don't think that works tonight. Here's Emi Odoka on some changes you may see in their lineups. I think small ball has worked well for us, and you know we obviously like to get a little more out of uh, Peyton and and
5: Derek than we did in, in the last game. But Grant's been a big part of what we've done as well this year, so we
2: know what they're trying to do as far as who they're bringing in when we substitute and we can combat that with some lineup changes that we're looking at. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox sports radio. Um, My. uh, uh, I, I look, I think that small ball, while it has worked some and they've gotten some good, there have been some stretches where Grant Williams has been extremely effective. And I think he'll be more effective at home where the bumping and the banging and the, and the, the getting into Draymond seems to work better. You know they think they didn't get a good whistle last game, and so they they were all up in arms. But I, I just I don't think that's their best lineup. I think Robert Williams has been incredibly effective. Um, I think they're better when they're bigger, and maybe the stats belie that and don't don't say that. But I think it it Andrew Wiggins has played like a different player the last two games. When there's been small ball lineups, because he's finally looked around and go like, wait, I'm actually the biggest dude out here. I can go make plays. I think the Warriors win. I think it's a close game. They win it late and win the championship coming down the stretch. That's my. A- and part of it is this is kind of how I predicted it to start the series. So we all like I I heard Joy Taylor say earlier today like I'm predicting Game Seven, but part of it is I want to see a Game Seven. I want to see a Game Seven too. But part of it is, I also said I thought there's this flair for the dramatic the Warriors have, and the idea of winning in Boston Garden I think appeals to everybody on that team. They understand not just what's at stake for their legacy as champions, but i I, I think it's I think those kind of venues, those kind of atmospheres, they they drive you, especially this crew. Check out the latest lines in world of sports at Bet River Sportsbook. Betters is the trusted name in online sports betting. Got to be twenty-one. President in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. A gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Yes, Jason Stewart.
5: Yeah, this Robert Williams kid. I, he um, I haven't seen a whole lot of him. And I, the other night, I was thinking, I don't know if there's been a player that's come around that doesn't score a lot that I look that I look forward to watching that I enjoy watching as much as him. He does so much on a basketball court. None of it's like sexy or, or you know uh, that exciting, but he's just fun to watch. I don't know what it is about this kid, and did you see that uh that a pogo tweet stink, man he's amazing and i and I guess he's playing on a bad knee because um Kurt Heelan had tweeted out that the Celtics told Robert Williams that playing through his injury won't make that. his knee worse. and you see Isaiah Thomas? Yes, <laughs> yeah, I heard that before is what he said <laughs> Oops.
2: Well, I mean, part of the Isaiah Thomas thing was that they 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 told him his hip was screwed up. Like everybody knew his hip was screwed up, and um, you know you didn't know until you had surgery. And he didn't want to have surgery. So he I, I I saw the tweet. It does it does feel like a sick burn for the Boston Celtics. But there's a lot there. There's again, there's a lot of nuance there that he was told about that he's not being completely genuine about it sucks because Isaiah Thomas had an incredible year and then had that debilitating hip and then in one of the all-time Danny, Danny Ainge moves he traded him away for Kyrie Irving and while you could say the Kyrie Irving thing didn't work you'd be right the idea that they had three players they, tra- they traded and none of them were on the Cavs I believe by the end of the year I think Jay Crowder made it through maybe the rest of the year that, that's nothing short of an incredible trade.
6: There are only a couple of guys in the league that are that are like that. They're really, they're everywhere but they they can't score. And I like Russell Westbrook in that uh frame.
2: There's a lot of guys one more time. <laughs> it was
6: <laughs> total shot at Russell Westbrook yeah. not oh, okay. being able to score. That's yes. all it was. Oh, okay. Guys was who like, are everywhere but uh, don't score, you know.
2: Yes, yes. Yes. No, I I got it. I th- I, I was like Huh. Wait, Russell Westbrook? How did he? How did he get
6: there? Uh, just a cheap shot, an unsolicited cheap shot by <laughs> okay. me, Doug. That's all and, it was. And, and, not,
2: not, and, a, not, a, not, not a
6: big deal. And Doug, it's
7: it's hard to win in Boston. I mean, the last time the Boston lost on their home court wasn't they it in the eighty-five. Their, mo-
2: yeah, but they always lose their. They always they they've consistently lost to LeBron, um, on that court. Okay. You know they they've lost plenty of big games on that court. So let's just
6: including game four.
2: Yeah, game four on the. On the I know
6: court. it's not a clincher, but there's
2: a little of there's a little of Texas A&M Kyle Field to the new Boston Garden, where because it's loud and boisterous and they have all those banners sitting up there, the parquet floor. You're like, man, this place is really hard to win at. Then you're like, yeah, well, they they actually lose a lot of their <laughs> a lot of their their big you know, playoff games here.
6: You got to take the escalators up to the arena because the train runs underneath it. Right, and like uh, Madison Square Garden style, right? Where it's on the, the, the
2: floor of the arena is actually on the fifth floor. You take the uh, escalators up or you take the elevators up. I I dig those kinds of arenas. Favorite arena to go to in the NBA,
6: Byer? Hmm. I haven't been to tons. Um, Gosh, if you gave me a... I, I am so blah about Staples Center. That place is boring, if you ask me. I would agree. Yeah, there's just there's no no feel about it. Um, the people that care so far away, you know, the, the, they're they're so up high up there. They, they're,
2: they're yeah, so far away. You know, what? and then the people that are down low are just there to be seen Met, for the most part. For
6: places where I've seen a game, there is something to Madison Square Garden. I totally. saw a meaningless game there. Yeah, in care. yeah, in like February, uh, in a regular season, and it still was really cool. Awesome, I dig it.
2: I dig it. I would agree. I'd I'd say, you know, I've seen one at Boston. I like it. Yep. I've seen one at the Madison Square Garden. I think that's the best. Uh, Oklahoma City, back when they were good, obviously they're not drawing the same, but that was like a more collegiate sort of atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was was really, really good. Uh, Portland's really good.
6: Good, good crowd. Yeah, I've been there once good basketball crowd in portland bigger than um, i thought like i thought it was like more intimate i don't know if i thought it was like the old memorial coliseum but but to me it was more spacious than i than i thought
2: yeah i went to the old i went to game 1 when i first started working for fox sports radio i did game 1 with cavs warriors in um at the oracle and i thought that place was it, it was it was good um I heard this new place is unbelievable. It's really, really nice.
6: I like the – I like – I forget what it's called if it's uh, – it used to be Quicken Loans and Gundarena and what it was in Cleveland. I can't remember what it is now, but that it's actually not a bad arena. as a different feel. No. I. Yeah. You know when I
2: was actually there? I, I saw an NBA game there, but I was actually there. I did the, the women's Final Four. That was the year where Imus said what he said after the semifinals. And I was, I had no idea about that. Oh, I'll tell you what a really cool arena is. Indianapolis. That place is yeah, great. Yep. I haven't been there for an NBA game, but that is a great, I, I like. I saw I one
6: during the Super Bowl when it was there. Magic. Yeah, they're, expa- bases, they're expanding
2: yeah. it too. They're, not, not the arena, but the, the, the concourse level to it. Okay, so uh, one more time, just so people are clear. I'm taking the Warriors to win straight up. Um, Jay Stu is not taking anybody to win. He just thinks the Warriors cover, right? Exactly, yeah. Okay. And then, um, Byer, who are you taking?
6: I like the Celtics in another boring 10-point win that isn't a close game in the NBA playoffs.
2: Ramos?
7: Uh, if I had to be told to pick one, I'd pick the Celtics tonight. But I like the over is what I chose. Uh, 210 is the uh, the number. I like the over. I like the uh, scoring game tonight.
2: John, you are being told you have to pick. So you don't have to do <laughs> <laughs> if I was told. Gambler early. Yes. <laughs> this is pre gambler. Well, we're not doing the gun to your head. Right. Uh, right. We can do the. Yeah. Casey Tour can do the finger gun to your right. head, and then you can make, make the.
7: So I like the Celtics tonight, and I like the over of the 210. That would be my two choices for tonight.
2: Okay. Mark Medina is going to join us later on this hour. We'll ask him about this game, him about some of the rotations and things like that. I also want to ask him what the. I mean, generally, the the reaction to the Anthony Davis, I haven't touched a ball in two months thing has been my reaction. Like, are you kidding me? But what are the Lakers saying? Um, You know, it looks like James Harden's going to get an extension. That's interesting. What what does the money look like there? We have a lot to get to. But up next, we put John Ramos to the test. Oh boy. Check out the latest lines from world of sports at Betris Sportsbook. Betris is the trusted name in online sports betting. Got to be 21. Present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, John Ramos, did he watch the Stanley Cup Finals last night?
4: We'll test him next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
2: Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. You know, we we have a lot of fun at the expense of hockey. A lot of fun at the expense of hockey. Because we did not paid attention to hockey for years. And as an effort to pay more attention to it and follow the Stanley Cup playoffs, we started something we call... Two lies, one cup. It's brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Their six-blade razor brings noticeably smooth shaves with six stainless steel blades, swift hair removal, and lubricating strip that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club razors are sold at dollarshaveclub.com or in stores. The Avalanche took on the Tempe Lightning last night. Game one, Stanley Cup finals. So, there are three stories here, only one of which is true. The other are lies. One is with the cup. Me, Jason Stewart. Dan Beyer, will each tell our version of what happened. We'll see if John Ramos was paying attention or if he was worried about all-star baseball and the <laughs> lineup
6: that Lucas is going to have to oh throw to in this weekend. He was only worried Turn. yesterday afternoon during the show. That's <laughs> <laughs> we, had a, we, had a, we had a 6 o'clock
7: game last night, Doug. That's why, yeah.
2: Ah, good. Okay. The Avalanche scored three unanswered goals in overtime in, in game one. Of the Stanley Cup Finals, beating the Lightning 6-3. Six, six to three.
6: Mm, No Pierre today.
5: He's got yeah, off. Yeah, that, that didn't happen. Um, Pierre, Doug. <laughs> John, check this out. Uh. After a scoreless overtime period, uh. the Avalanche grabbed Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final by beating the Lightning in a sudden-death
6: shootout 5-4. to four. Man, what a what a game last night, John. The Avalanche scored 83 seconds into overtime. Wow. to grab game one of the Stanley Cup final over the Lightning four to three.
7: And wow, all of these make sense because this is what I've been told or read. It's going to be one great series between two great teams. Um, I they all sound good to me. I'm going to guess I think it was a shootout. I'm going to go,
6: who was that Jason? The abs win in the shootout. Uh, Five to four, sudden death shootout, yes. like an like an actual shootout, not like not <laughs> describing the high scoring game, but right, the actual right. sudden death shootout. That's right. Yes, yes,
7: I like that one. So I'm going to say that
6: that uh, Jason Stewart is is the cup. That's correct. Yeah. All right. Okay. So Doug's was. No. All yes, right. Yes. Yes. You can't score three unanswered goals <laughs> in overtime. You can't. No. It's it's not soccer where you continue to play. <laughs> so uh, so it's down to Jason or mine. And uh, Jason's was... No!
4: Yes, there are no
6: shootouts in... Uh, really? Yes, correct. Oh. No. No. You just keep on playing, and that's keep what playing. happened last night. They didn't need more overtimes, but they just needed one. But if they did, there could have been a second and a third. Avalanche went at 4-3 to three with that goal early on into the Here, first Here's my honest session. question to you, buyer? Yes.
2: W- was Were the Avs the better team?
6: Um, I will be honest. I uh, had the game on the Me TV. Me too. Me too. I did not see how it all played out. They were up 3-1, and then the yes. Lightning scored to even it up in the second Did secondary. the Lightning strike?
2: Did they strike? <laughs> and struck
6: three times. <laughs> but uh, when overtime started, I was doing something, and then I hear Sean McDonough yelling, and I'm like, oh, game must be over.
2: You know, what's interesting is, you know, they were up 3-1, and of course, all the cliches, They it was like an avalanche, and then all of a sudden, the Lightning struck back, you know, with two goals
6: of their own. Oh, man. They kept Tom Pabe in check in check last night, so the Avalanche did.
2: I, I Look, I it's enjoyed having it on. I was watching Tom Pabe. Tom Pabe. Tom Pabe. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Tom Pabe. He had Ramos for at least 15 seconds. <laughs> at least 15. I'm like, Tampa What's that? <laughs> Tom Paba? What? Tom Tom Pabe. <laughs> It is weird. It's like, I know I should care more. I just can't. I just can't. I enjoyed watching. I was, what I was, was I was like that innocent bias. Thing. I was like, this is cool. This is fun. My, my issue with hockey is the randomness of those overtime goals. And that like decides a champion, you know, like goes off somebody's stick or off somebody's shoulder. I know the redirects a lot of times are, are purposeful. But it does, you know, like eighty-three seconds into overtime, like it's over. Like, wait, we sat through another intermission. Then eighty-three seconds in, it's over. All right, Margaret, get the get get your coat. <laughs> yes. We gotta go.
6: It's it's like an encore. They only played one song. Totally. Yes. Yes. That's a that's
2: a that's a great parallel. Great one. Uh, what are you apologizing for? We were having a great discussion. Mark Medina should always be in on those conversations. Of course, he's a part of this show. He's our Fox Sports Radio NBA Playoffs Insider. Okay, so Boston wants to go small like that. That's their their one last card to play. I, guess so. I
3: mean, when you're looking at Robert Williams, the third, he's been important, uh, but he also hasn't been fully healthy. So I think in this game of adjustments, you, you go with whatever. But you know, Doug, I'm always of the mind in the playoffs, it's not so much adjustments you make. It's how well you execute your stuff. And I think that's going to be what matters at the end of the day. It's all about, you know, can the Celtics reduce their turnovers? Can they be much more consistent offensively? And can they withstand the Warriors' runs? Those are going to be the main things to determine well, if uh, they extend the series or not.
2: Well, I, I think, look, the going small gives them better. One of the things Robert Williams does a poor job of, okay? So this is something you can everybody can watch for tonight. So he's supposed to play on offense in what's called the dunker spot, okay? And the dunker spot is actually what you call below the backboard. Below means closer to the end line than uh, close to the end line between the backboard and the end line, off of the block, okay, like a step off the block, really low and wide there. It's called the dunker because whoever stands there, what they do as they see the ball coming, you take one step in, and a guy like Robert Williams, they just go up and they can flush everything, right? He doesn't. He's kind of in the way on offense. He doesn't have great feel on where to be. Additionally, offensively, um, he they don't really have a pick-and-roll point guard or pick-and-roll guard, so he can't pick, roll, run to the rim, and use his athleticism. So he's kind of fish out of water with how they play offensively, but he helps them so much on defense. And I guess when I saw them win game three, it was because they were getting to the rim. And I'm thinking they believe, hey, we can get to the rim if he's not there. So there's just more space for everybody. But, but I, you know, the, I think the Warriors respect him so much, and he's so good defensively. I'm concerned with how it changes the Celtics for the worse.
3: Yeah. I mean, look, uh, I think that, you know, I can't help but wonder if health is playing the predominant factor into this because it seems like as the series has gone on, He's gotten more, you know, slower and slower and slower. And, you know, he's been basically hobbling on one leg. And, you know, I wonder did it kind of reach that point of no return where it's diminishing returns as opposed to any percentage of him is a net positive. But the reality is, I think that the Warriors' balls movement, uh, you know, the fact that you know, guys like Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins are helping complement Steph Curry on offense has, you know, added more challenges with them stretching the floor. So I do understand it, but I also wonder
2: if it has more to do with his health than anything else. Stug Outlip shows. Mark Medina is our guest. He's our Fox Sports Radio NBA insider. Um, Andrew Wiggins, you know, I, I, I like this this pickup. Uh, the, the second it happened... I went on radio and said this is this is brilliant but i don't think it was regarded as such around the nba how much has he changed the perception of his game based upon his play in these in this series
3: well i think he's changed it dramatically because he was always seen as an underachiever in minnesota and not a guy that's you know having this consistent competitive motor and look i think that both things can be true. He didn't didn't live up to his expectations with Minnesota. He was drafted number 1 for a reason. He was expected to be the franchise player, but you can also consider the circumstances that, you know, Minnesota's gone through a lot of coaching changes and maybe up till, you know, this past season, uh they just haven't been well run from top to bottom when with the front office dynamics and the roster construction itself the warriors obviously have had a really good thing going not just with their talent but just you know their organization uh you know continuity in terms of how they develop players how they draft players and so i think with andrew wiggins clearly the goalposts have moved he is not expected to be their star player he's a complimentary guy as a second third fourth option but i think that what you've seen is he's even exceeded the warriors expectations because he's been much more consistent with fulfilling that complementary role both on offense and defense and you also see flashes of this really competitive guy that we didn't really see in minnesota where he's showing emotions after a ridiculous dunk or an amazing defensive stop so combination of you know circumstances but also him i think raising his game to another level and for the warriors needs uh... it's very perfect because they already have Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson Draymond Green as their three main stars that, you know, stir the drink that, you know, they just need an extra piece uh, to help fill in those gaps at the wing position.
2: Uh there, there was a trade last night, right? A trade where the Houston Rockets sent a guy who uh is a, kind of a really cool story, but uh Christian Wood is a guy who uh kind of bounced around the league, was out of the league, was in China. And a former, you know, a f- former uh, top draft pick, a kid out of UNLV. Anyway, they trade him away for just a bunch of stuff. Is that Dallas's move? Can can he be the the small ball stretch five that they want that they don't have? Yeah, it remains to be seen. I mean, I
1: think
3: uh from a positional fit, it's great. I mean, I can envision Luka Doncic and Christian Wood being this one two punch as far as, you know, getting some good offensive chemistry and him being uh, providing, you know, some defense, but, you know, I don't view Christian Wood as this all-star caliber player, and, you know, Doug, we've talked about the da- you know the Mavericks' weaknesses through these playoffs as well as their successes. They had a lot of depth, but they didn't have that definitive star, and here um, you're, you're sacrificing some of the depth. Some of it is draft picks, but some of it are, you know, some decent role players with Trey Burke, Sterling Brown, you know, Boban, uh, Marquise Chris, so you know, clearly I think, you know, the Mavericks feel like they need that second guy that can complement Luca, but I also feel like they need some more because, you know, I don't envision Christian being this again, this all star caliber player. But again You know, I think it's a net upgrade compared to where they were with Porzingis because he was health. He he struggled with injuries. He wasn't always living up to his full potential with that dynamic with Luca. That this could at least be seen as incremental progress compared to what happened this past year.
2: I I I agree with you, Brad Beal. What's word on the street on what he's going to do? Well, here's the thing. So far, he has been adamant that you know he is.
3: Committed long term with the Wizards, and the Wizards haven't shown any sign that they're wavering either. You know, I can't help but think that sediment will change um, because they just seem to be running into a brick wall. And you know, if I'm other teams in the NBA, I'm doing what I can to get someone. I can envision how amazing Bradley Beal would have success paired with another All-Star caliber player, but. Until both sides are wavering on that, um, I kind of have to be in wait-and-see mode in
2: regards to that. What, what's Utah going to do? Are they, they breaking up those two? Uh, as far as Donovan Mitchell, I, I think so. I think the first domino to fall
3: will be Rudy Gobert. Uh, I think right now they're trying to see what they can do to convince Donovan Mitchell that you know they are the perfect long-term solution and that they're not just going to run... Into a you know a brick wall into the playoffs and underachieve. Now first things first, you know they've been going through, you know the initial stages of the coaching search because you know Quinn Snyder, uh, you know stepped down. So you know they've interviewed a multitude of different coaches in the last week, and I think that they're going to start you know narrowing down with their you know final stages in the next week and probably you know, finalize who they're going to have on the sideline, you know, by the time the draft and free agency start so that, you know, that can give them clarity of how they fill the rest of the roster and potential trades. Um, but no doubt, I think regardless of who is the guy on the sidelines, that, uh, you know, Goldbear's, uh time with the Jazz is over.
2: Um, Brian Windhorst said that, you know, there's a, a financial advantage that the Warriors have, right? They get that fourth max contract. Uh, is that shared throughout the league? Does the league do the league think that the Warriors have have overspent? Not necessarily.
3: Uh, look, I think that there's definitely some envy that you know Joe Lakeup is a guy that doesn't worry as much about his profit margins, and he's uh, he's willing to spend. But I think what the Warriors have shown through their many hits and some of their misses is that it's not about just writing a blank check, right? It is about you know collecting the right talent or drafting the right player and so you know i pushed back a little bit on the, the commentary that it was a quote-unquote checkbook win like this isn't just them throwing money mindlessly at whoever players are it's about finding the right positional fit and the character fit, and that goes from, you know, whether it's someone like Andrew Wiggins or a guy like Jordan Poole, who they drafted, and that didn't obviously require money. That just required, you know, shrewd talent evaluation at a number 28 pick that outside of Tony Parker with the Spurs, historically – yielded not a lot because that's the nature of a 28th pick right so yeah the warriors definitely have financial advantages i think that you have to keep in mind that with chase center it's a privately financed arena so they're getting hundred percent of the revenue not just from warriors regular season and playoff games but any other concerts events that are happening at chase center but you know i think to the warriors credit they also have a lot
2: of smart basketball minds that know how to use that money the right way Awesome stuff. Mark Medina, check out his work, NBA.com. He works for NBA Media. Of course, he's our Fox Sports Radio NBA playoffs insider. Mark, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. I uh, appreciate you as always. The Dollar Shave Club six-blade razor brings noticeably smooth shaves with six stainless steel blades and swift hair removal, a lubricating strip that keeps things smooth. Dollar Shave Club razors. So to dollarshaveclub.com or in stores. The future of James Harden may already have been decided. What is it? Find out next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation.
4: Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.
2: Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Getting you ready for the game tonight. Gonna be fun. Ramos, do you have baseball tonight?
7: Uh no, we're off tonight. We head back. We have a game Saturday. We have practice tomorrow.
2: So <coughs> Okay. Jay Stu, watch the game tonight? I'm I'm fully
5: uh ready to watch the game. I'm I've I've already <laughs> I've already told her that uh, we're going to watch the game tonight, and then after that, we're going to go over to the Apple Apple Plus. But I know that I know that you have already said you like Tehran, which is in my queue. But we like that show Physical. I don't know if you guys have watched that, but Rose like, Byrne, yeah, who's in it? Rose Byrne. It's a it's a great throwback to the '80s and um, you know exercise videos and stuff. But yeah, it's just, it's really good. I, I recommend it.
2: Okay. Um, what about you, Buyer? Plans tonight?
6: Yes, I have seen physical. We kind of stopped in the middle of it, though. Um, but yeah, I will watch the game tonight. Why'd yes. you stop watching? Uh, it's just one of those. What is? Is it Apple TV? Is that what you said? Was it Apple TV? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, we only have Apple TV on one of our TVs. And it's right next to where Brody sleeps, so our TV viewing on that TV has gone down. It's bluey. and uh... You know, you can watch it on, like, a device, too, right? Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather not watch something than have to watch it on, like, a 12-inch screen. But if you're, like, holding a 12-inch screen,
2: it's actually bigger than if you've you got, a, like, a 60-inch screen up on the wall.
6: Yeah, I I'd still rather just not watch it if I had to watch the whole series. Plus, Lisa watches it, so like we're watching together. So, to both of us have to watch that. I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I will not Let watch Obi Wan except for the TV in our
7: bedroom that has a surround Dolby Atmos surround sound. Uh, I won't watch it just on the 50, uh, 50 inch TV with a well, what, uh, what do you call those? Um, the bars, the sound bar. It's just I need to watch it in in atmospheric sound. I like me. that. Yeah. I
2: like that. Let's get you some options here. Let's get you to the press. The press.
6: Dan Byer, what do you got? Doug, a report from the Bleacher Report says that Sixers guard James Harden is expected to exercise his player option for next season and then sign a short-term deal with Philadelphia, a two-year deal that would uh, allow the Sixers to not sign him to a long-term max deal. But the deal, according to the report, may not get done officially until August because he can get more money that way in his extension. Uh, Harden staying in Philadelphia, according.
2: So to this he's report. he's not opting out of his player option, right? Correct. He's, he would opt in. Yeah, and then they give him a tier. So he's he'd be in Philadelphia or under contract with Philadelphia three years. Yep. And the question is at what money, right? Yes. Are we assuming it's max money?
6: I think it is. I I, I would, I but but I would think it is. But the report said that maybe. Maybe they can convince him to take a little less to try to f- help the team out,
2: or to play a little defense, or to get yes. better. Which is not going to. Don't love it. Not going to lie to you. Don't love it. Just but had had to know it was going to happen. Um, I mean, you had to know it was going to happen because you don't bring in, you know, the guy who brought him to Houston to run your to help run your organization and then not offer him a max extension.
6: Doug, did you see the Saints helmet? I did. The, the New Orleans Saints are going to be wearing an alternate black helmet for a game, or maybe even multiple games this upcoming season. To me, it's uh, it's copying the Seahawks and their design. It's over, Johnny. With uh, what they have, like on the top of the helmet, but a black helmet for the Saints, which I tweeted out earlier. Again, no one cared and liked or retweeted. I'm not asking okay. you guys; I'm just asking the people that follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Saints wore black helmets in 1969 in the preseason, but didn't get authorized by the NFL so the league made them change back to their gold helmets and they've been gold ever since Uh, so
2: I I take it you don't like the Saints helmets because they
6: it could have done better I think they could have done better with the black helmet I just think that it's all it is is different and it's not that different because it kind of is the same pattern that the Seahawks have
2: yeah Uh, I I do like the use of that that Saint logo uh, on top of the helmet I I do think that's kind of cool but I'm with you. It's it's whatever. I I'm, I would have liked a matte black. I think a matte black one. Would
6: sure, be cool. sure. And the old is uh, f- it Fleur de Lee? Is that uh, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Major League Baseball says that 29 minutes have been cut off of games in the minors that use a pitch clock. How about that? I,
2: just again, I, I right. like all this, and I like that you have to face three batters and the universal DH. The next thing is stop the warming up. What is the purpose of Three. your bullpen to warm up if you didn't have to get out there and warm up again?
6: Doug, the 16 cities have been set now to host the 2026 World Cup that will be hosted by the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. Okay. New York City, Toronto, Boston, Philadelphia, Miami, Mexico City, Monterey, Kansas City, Dallas, Atlanta, Houston, Guadalajara, Vancouver, Seattle, the Bay Area, and here in Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium will be hosting uh, World Cup matches. Uh, Bad news for Edmonton, Cincinnati, Denver, Nashville, Orlando, and Washington, D.C. They were considered finalists, but did not make the cut down to 16 to host World Cup matches.
2: Think about that for a second, what, what Kansas City's done to build these new, they have a new soccer stadium. Kansas City beat out Washington, D.C. By yeah. the way, you guys asked what song I can't get enough of? Yes. This song makes me feel good. Whether I'm watching Guardians of the Galaxy or just I just need to feel good. You familiar with the song? No. Nothing? It's called by Red Feather. Come and get your love. What do you think there, Ramos? I love this song, yes. I agree. It's a very good song. Oh, okay. Now I've heard it. Yeah. Okay. Come and get your rings. Warriors win the championship tonight. You heard it here first. The Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio.
4: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.
8: visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
4: CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point, And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.